You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Tegan, I help connect businesses with tech talent and today I'm your host. Welcome to another instalment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined by Noelia Almanza, Heba Harmer and Lena Sundstrom to discuss the topic the past, present and future of women in tech. Before we delve deeper into the topic let's work our way around the room with some introductions. Noelia do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so my name is Noelia. I'm currently working at um, Max Matthias and it's a private banking and investment company, also driving uh, pensions and savings for people. Uh, what I'm doing over there is that I'm just recently joined them as their new uh, development manager in, in terms of running the entire IT department and uh, setting new ways of uh, working setting new standards and setting you know all the quality work and everything like that and it's a it's a big challenge i would say but it's a fun challenge at the same time um i'm coming with my background from several different industries i've been head of innovation before i've been uh been in the gaming industry for a, a shorter while i would say uh but since 2001 being super deeply diving into innovation and, and how to run organizations and that's how i ended up in the tech industry Perfect. Thanks, Noelia. That's perfect. Um, Heba, we'll head to you next. Yes, and um, thank you for that. My name is Heba Hamour. Uh, I I currently working as Scrum Master and Agile Coach in Waterfall. And um, I joined Waterfall since 2017. And um, my background, it's uh, legal. So I worked as a lawyer before and my experience uh, in tech industry. It's uh, just about five years so far, but I love it. And um, now I'm in the middle of uh, establishing a new startup. That's great. It's really exciting here, and Obviously, I've heard a lot about the startup and you know, I'm really excited to see what it progresses into. Lena, we'll head to you next. Yeah, thanks. Um, my name is Lena Sundström and I'm working at Simpler and Simpler is in the fintech space. It's a full stack payment solution that gives access to instant payments and payouts. And, and what I do here is that I'm working with Rewards and Global Mobility. It's a startup. We're going towards scaling up. So I'm here to support and, and make sure that we are attracting, retaining employees and also supporting the Simpler the growth uh, when when we are looking into expansion and moving into other countries as well. So I do have a tax lawyer background, started within consulting and then moved to, to in-house. My previous role was my first in-house role as a tech company. Uh, and now I'm working within fintech. So that's how I ended up here. Perfect. Thanks, Lena. Obviously, as you can tell, you guys are all from different walks of the industry. Um, I'm really excited to hear how the call progresses. So now that we've established a context to each of you guys, let's move on to the topic in focus. You all have a question or statement based around the past, present and future of women in tech. As usual, I'll work around the room asking each of you to pose your question and the reasons behind it. Each of you will have the opportunity to give your take on that situation. Uh, Noelia, we'll start with your question. Your question was, how do we think the women in tech will evolve? What industries are going to be represented? As you can tell, it's a really exciting question. Um, I'm really here. I'm really excited to hear your guys' take on it. Heba, we'll come to you first. Yeah, um, I think um, Noelia's question it's really important. Uh, but before uh, dig in uh, this question, let's. Um, uh, consider that we have a problem in the tech, uh, tech industry uh, regarding uh, the woman uh, is not presented as well as it should be. And uh, it's may more men than women in that uh, in that industry and how we will um, uh, support her and uh, evolve her in this uh, industry is about uh, doing many important things. Uh, I, I think uh, starting with the improved education and uh, a change and challenge the stereotype uh, for uh, 
for uh, and culture actually uh, for our uh, community and society uh, and it's not a problem in one country or uh, just in europe it's a problem in around the world uh, it's similar similar problem uh, as we have it in uh, all um, like work industries so we have a lower uh, wage uh, um, uh, treatment for uh, for women than uh, than men and um, we can uh, starting with uh, fixing the policy uh, for uh, hiring pol policy for uh, the companies and uh, like starting mentorship uh, programs and strength uh, the networking so there are many things that we can do it perfect and lena will head to you next Sure. So I think that how it's going to evolve is, and now I'm looking at looking at it from a people and HR perspective, if you like. I think that with the pandemic too, lots of people have probably changed their perspective into working, and it may not necessarily just be unique to women. But I think that in the future we will see an influx in people wanting to work for a company, an employer that matters and that has a purpose that they they believe in. Uh, so with that being said, like I think women probably will focus on tech companies that focus on sustainability. But like further down the track, if we're looking into education, I think that in the future, the education system is going to evolve and, and look into more tech education. So, so in the future, I think, and I do strongly believe that women will take a larger role uh, and participate in in the tech field if you like yeah i think you're both absolutely right and the points that both Hiva and lena made are very relevant and you know they are ongoing as we speak at the moment um it's just whether they're moving at the right speed and in the right direction noelia how do you feel about the answers given to your question no, but I think that they are really onto something here, and that's that's sort of the background to the question as well. Because I, you know, when you asked us to to send in this kind of question, I was sort of trying to wrap my hand head around the subject in in terms of trying to understand the normal streamings of women in tech and and where we would might find them. Because from my position and where I have been coming from, first of all, healthcare and life science. Working there, there is a lot of different people and the majority of these people, they are women. But when we're turning the heads towards the tech parts of it, it's becoming more and more focused on men. And, and you know, they are the knowledgeable people when it comes to the tech and the development and the business development and all of the typically uh, male driven areas of businesses, et cetera, et cetera. But I, what I've seen when we're talking about the digi-physical healthcare and the telemedic or telemedicine companies now growing vastly and fast throughout the world, I see that this intersection has been where women now are taking more place and space. And this is also something that I've seen in the financial industry when it comes to tech, because financial industry has you know, traditionally been very focused on male, the male population and when i'm asking myself for example where i'm working at the moment my group cio that's a woman <laughs> my 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 colleague who's um sort of acting as a cpo she's a woman and some of the C product owners they are women and a lot of the you know developers in the tech department they are women so I'm asking myself, are we taking more space in the traditionally more male-focused um, industries? And as you said, Lena, I was thinking also to the, you know, the green tech, sustainability, editorial tech, maybe journalism, but also education tech. What do you think about that, Lena? Do you think that, you know, women are going to drive the, this kind of industry too? Yeah, I, I strongly believe that. And, and I think that, yeah, moving away from sort of traditional tech uh, and, and women are going to move more towards those sort of softer areas, if you like. So, yeah, that's I think that, that we, will, we will see a huge increase in women in that field. 
And 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 when I was you know elaborating this in my head, I was also you know trying to see if there was um, a perspective that might have been foreseen if we as women are trying to focus on the more softer values when we're you know choosing industries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because I don't know, I do not know at all how the mining industry and the mining tech industry looks <laughs> like, for example. And and for you, Heba, you you just recently came back from the Middle East, and how is the things over there? Because this is you know hanging very tightly to to the you know the question that I was elaborating in my head. I'm super curious to hear about how is the thing working there. Yeah, uh, actually, the problem it's not about tech industry uh, alone. It's uh, we have less women working in the any industry actually, uh, and. Um, once I came here and I started my job in Vattenfall, I thought we don't have that problem, especially regarding the salaries uh, rate. And uh, I surprised that no, here even in Europe, we have similar problems as we have it in Middle East because it's, Middle East is apart from that world. So um, we need more equality um, uh, here even in Europe. Uh, that's I didn't imagine uh, in one day that uh, we will suffer from that. I'm happy that you are uh, ladies very op optimistic, but once I did uh, a small research uh, about uh, this topic, I, I, I found out um, by numbers that women are uh, not uh, equally represented in uh, many uh, lead uh, tech companies and uh, it's about like 30 percent just uh, 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 the percentage uh, uh, in, in return it's 70 percent for men and also in hiring process it's not uh, really fair hiring process so I found a lot of things that we can work on and um, yeah with the, this optimistic optimism to miss uh, maybe we will be encouraged to 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 face uh, those problems and talk about it. And I I found out out also some women uh, uh, sp uh, spoke uh, about uh, the isolation in this uh, industry. So they feel uh, their self alone. Uh, they feel uh, they are unsupported. Uh, sorry to to uh, spotlight on the problems more than uh, uh, the bright side, but we need maybe because I came from legal uh, world, <laughs> I like to point out on problems in order to find solutions uh, and figure out what we can improve um, and uh, develop together. So yeah, um, I, I don't know if I answered your question, Noella. Well, I think you really do, did, um, and I think that you're onto something there too, because we need to problematize um, these kinds of things, because if we don't see the the real issues, we're not going to be able to to solve them either. And um, I think I think um, to be in all honesty, uh, when I'm looking, for example, towards where I was just recently working uh, as a senior development manager for on the contract, I mean. The majority of the people were men, but we're trying to, you know, find games that are, you know, directing themselves towards the younger population and female population and becoming more diverse. And I'm not just only talking about, you know, female and men, but I'm talking about, you know, the white population, the colored population, if we're going to talk in these kinds of terms, which I'm not really comfortable in doing, but that's how, you know, diversity, inclusion and equity is, you know, sort of set up and measured upon too. Um, but yeah, you, you pointed out something very important there. And one of uh, those studies I came through, uh, they mentioned that just 7% uh, of uh, the leaders roles are being uh, held by women around the uh, Europe. So you can see the big gap between uh, like men and women. I can uh, just uh, give an example. If I will invite you to a big party and um, and told you or once you join this party, you will see like 70% of attendance. They being male or men 
and just 30% of them, uh, the others are women. How would you feel? This is how the women feel in tech uh, industry, actually. Uh, uncomfortable, uh, actually, because uh, uh, she feels sometimes alone uh, and uh, not having uh, someone who support her or having... Uh, because even in this industry, uh, there are, um, regarding to the um, uh, sexism, there is the problems related to uh, to that. So if you will not find someone who can understand you once you want to share your problem, probably or your understanding, you will feel at uh, some point uh, alone and isolated. And also I, I read that uh, it's double rate of women who uh, are living in the mid uh, of the career tech industry. So uh, in, uh, let's say in every like 10 women uh, join the tech industry, there are five women is leaving. But uh, in, in return there uh, that uh, uh, regarding to men, it's just two or three of them leaving. So less women uh, enter or um, come to that industry and more women leaving uh, afterward. So uh, absolutely, we have a problem and absolutely we need some solutions. And this is uh, uh, actually, I feel this podcast and uh, spotlight on this topic, it's really important and it's uh, uh, raise awareness in the community and also um, regarding to us who is working, or who are working in uh, this industry because unless you mentioned this uh, topic i i didn't notice that let's uh, i didn't or being aware that uh, to to do this this research and find out that there is really big gap and not just one woman who is suffering but a lot of women around the world who are suffering is it okay if I just, you know, come forward with another question, you know, yeah. tie, tie into this one? Because from my position, I'm doing a lot of different recruitment and um, I've been working together with, or I'm going to be working with Tegan. I've been working with Tegan's colleagues and trying to find the right talents. And we're, we're, we're talking a lot of how we formulate ourselves in the ads, for example, to attract the right sort of talent and to, to get to reach the goals when it comes to diversity and inclusion and, and stuff like that. But we are all here in the same room and we have chosen to join a company working within tech. And I'm just curious, how did we fall into this or choose to work in this? And how do we, in a better way, try to find or attract the right talents to have them starting and joining our companies? Do you have any inputs on that one? What is important? Uh, is the question for me? Or should we head over to, yeah, should we head over to Leader first and then Heber, you can give your you can give your take on it also? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's a great question and I, and I'm glad we're sort of bringing that that up. I mean, and it sort of comes back to what I said before, like in terms of if it's if it's a cool company and if it's something that you you stand for, uh, you probably want to join that company or you're more keen towards joining. But when we're looking into job ads, it's so important that we're making them gender neutralized. And it's also so important that we're not looking into hiring mini-me's or the same people. So it's all about creating that perfect job ad in a way that can attract people to to, to apply for the position because I mean I think that we we probably all know that women tend to apply to positions only if they meet all the requirements while while men uh, maybe may just meet a few of them and then they are applying so it's all about looking into the actual job ad and like really define what are the actual requirements and then I think it's also a responsibility for employers that looking into can is is there a potential in this person? Maybe it's not the right person on paper. Maybe there is a gap in the CV. Uh, maybe they have taken taken a break. But don't be afraid to hire for potential because you can probably learn on the job too. Like having a proper program that can can advise and support 
people and, and, and give equal opportunities. Yeah. yeah, and and for the context, I can tell you that I ended up <laughs> on this position, and I'm an educated nurse's assistant from the beginning. Um, and talking about you know not really meeting the requirements, I meet none of the requirements. You know, for example, for one of the positions that I was holding before, but I I, I pushed myself. I I I told myself that you need to push yourself. You know, you don't you know meet all the requirements, but who does? That's that's a unicorn that they're looking for. And if you're not a unicorn, you gotta have to to put yourself. You you gotta have to be very brave about it. And and that's how I have ended up in these kinds of funny positions that I've withheld during the time. And I don't think that you could have expected me being a nurse's assistant, Tegan, for after our, our, our conversations. <laughs> but you learn as you go too. You learn the industries, you learn the men, you know, how you use the words and, and how to, to get along. But I can, you know, fair and easy and squeezy just admit to you all guys and all the listeners that I'm not the techiest person on this world. I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't know a lot of the things about architecture. I don't know. I've never written a single code ever in my life and still here I am. Uh, but you, you learn as you go and you're okay if you don't meet all the requirements. You're going to be fine. So I hope I can inspire some people just listening to this crazy lines. I think with what you touched on there, Noelia, just with... In terms of the fact that men and women do have very different limitations on what is expected of them. Um, and I think often women can take more on their shoulders to meet requirements and to conquer a criteria, whereas men often will see it as doing a job and completing it to satisfaction, not the best of their ability. And that is where, you know, it completely depends on the type of person that you are. It may not depend on gender, but it may. And we don't know that. Um, Heba, what, what, how, would you, how would you elaborate on that? Uh, I think uh, uh, we are as a woman who already um, involved, uh, involved in this industry, we can help other women a lot by, uh, by uh, trying, uh, if we have a leadership uh, role, uh, to create more uh, work, uh, family-friendly uh, environment for women. Uh, by create a job like that's more uh, giving more flexibilities for women, uh, either by schedule or even by like places to work remotely, uh, to understand women need and also to uh, probably like being a mentor for other women, uh, being uh, role models for other women and being also ambassadors. Uh, uh, for other women because uh, the stereotype uh, for uh, this industry it's uh, more men so if I will ask you to, to imagine uh, like uh, engineer the first thing probably will come to your mind it's uh, about men man like sitting uh, in front of his uh, laptop and uh, creating some <laughs> in dark room some uh, uh, like codes so but but you never or uh, at least most of people never think about women like being engineer or being in tech lead. So we need we need to encourage uh, those women to come and uh, support them, being next to them. And if we have uh, the chance to uh, to help in fixing the unfair wages treatment uh, to to uh, to get better salaries, as uh, in all industries, it would be much. Uh, helpful for women and also uh, by uh, I, I read a book that some um, companies lead uh, lead tech companies they um, uh, like uh, in purpose they don't like to have women in their companies because they think uh, men are more capable uh, and have more uh, like I don't know what the reason but it was a very famous story before and uh, a lot of uh, newspaper talk about it so um, it's if if we have a, um, a role in those companies we need to stop that we need to to say it's not not okay to have this treatment for women. We are equally uh, um, smart as men. 
uh, we are equally capable and we are creative. We don't have anything uh, to not be. Uh, we are not missing anything to to be in leading uh, roles in those companies. So let's help each other and uh, support each other. That's great, Heber. And I really think to conclude that, um, you know, when you look at the likes of the top 100 inclusive companies and things like that, you know, it can all seem so glamorous and it looks great when it's in lights. But when you actually delve into the company and you see what initiatives they have in place and what sort of, you know, schemes they have in place for women with families and, and you know, women with who do need extra support, you know, single parents and things like that. When you actually delve into those things that really do matter to women alongside things that motivate them in their career and drive them in their career, because let's not forget women aren't all just about having babies you know <laughs> we do have some other purposes as well um you know and I think it's really important that a company does support that and really does push for that um but it does lead us nicely onto Heber's question so we'll move over Heber will come to you next your question is what are the biggest challenges that women face in the industry right now I feel that this is a really relevant question and I'm really excited to hear your guys take on it Heber if you'd like to elaborate a little bit more on your question yeah ladies uh, from your experience uh, what challenging have you faced uh, and uh, once you join that industry industry and uh, if you notice for other women uh, what you heard or uh, you feel that uh, the biggest challenge are we facing in this industry Noelia we'll head over to you first um I would pass the ball to Lena because I'm pretty sure on what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Lena, take it away. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, and now I'm coming from from the perspective from a HR and 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 people person. I mean, I'm working I'm working in the tech industry, but I don't have a tech role per se. Um, but I think that one challenge is, and I mean, we've sort of touched upon this already, but that men and women are not given access to the same toolbox and toolbox and being able to give equal opportunities to grow their careers. I mean, if we're looking at this uh, and, and uh, looking at what has been in the past, like from a global mobility perspective, traditionally short-term and long-term assignment have been more suited to men uh, that has get various due to various different circumstances. But with the pandemic, that has sort of changed the landscape and employers are now open to more hybrid work, remote work, even virtual assignment. That sort of increases the career opportunities for women. So it feels like we're sort of moving the needle a little bit, but we're definitely not, not there yet. But and, and I touched upon that uh, earlier as well, like one of the biggest challenges I, I do think that we still have is that from a hiring perspective, people tend to be very biased and want to hire someone who is similar to themselves because then it's they are still in their comfort zone and it's easier for them to to maybe work with that person. But in the long term, you may not be able to achieve the same results as if you would have had a diverse team. So. But also, like, I want to bring, bring into another perspective that sometimes we're, like, grouping women and women and men and men, and we're not seeing everyone as individuals, which we should do, I believe. Like, sometimes I feel like then we're talking, if we're just bucketing women, we we may contribute to the challenge too by doing that, dividing us into two different buckets. So. I would want to see us more talking about individuals as per se and our performance. But of course, we need to have access to the same toolbox anyway. So, yeah, it's it's a lot to to elaborate on on that. And I'm looking forward to hearing what what you guys have to say on it. Yeah, um, during my career, I've been challenged so many times. I've been told so 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 infinitely many times that you know Noelia you're not really made for the Swedish market you should find yourself abroad because you're too driven you're too much you're too much of this you're too much of that you don't really fit in here you don't really fit in there and then I'm looking towards my male colleagues 
and they are even, you know, worse <laughs> in that sense, worse than I am. And I'm just like, so why is it this way? Why am I being punished for, you know, wanting to reach my goals, wanting to to make companies being outstanding, making, you know, wanting to 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 take people to the next steps, working with leadership, both hard values, but also the softer values, you know, trying to identify people's um, uh, potential and seeing the potential in the people and you know if I see a, pe a person within one of my teams I just can take one example that I, I was having just recently a uh, super innovative woman uh, and but she didn't really want to take the step to push herself and to put her in that kind of position where she would need be needed to um, defend her opinion and, and things like those because she was afraid to being shut down and and this is something I've never seen this. Yeah, I have, but so rarely I've seen this in in the male population, if we can put it like that. And this is where I just, you know, took my responsibility as her manager and just, you know, I think you should do this. I urge you to do this. And then creating the sense of urgency within her mindset. And then she did it. And she went so far with this innovative idea of hers. And she became familiar with all of the leadership in the company and then Unfortunately, they came to the conclusion that this was not a no. This was a no go for the uh, this time, but it's going to be kept in the backtrack because it was a super good idea, which is going to come in super handy in the next epic or in the next story that they are going to do. So, I I think that we as managers we need to take this responsibility and also enhance the people, amplify their their potential within the organization. Because if I ever hear a person telling one of my people in the organization in, in the organization that you know you should find yourself outside of Sweden what is that going to do with the, the, the working market in Sweden we're always already now seeing a huge loss of potential and competence in Sweden it's super hard to find the right uh, profiles when we're looking for uh, candidates to different positions and if we're telling the people that are in Sweden already, you know, you shouldn't be here, you should go there. And then we're trying to recruit people, you know, what kind of ambassadors are we creating? What kind of ambassadors and people's mindset are we creating throughout the entire world? Like, yeah, would you like to work in Sweden? Oh, heck no, I wouldn't like to work here. So having worked in a super international company, having offices throughout the entire world, it that was a blast and it's still a blast. And I wouldn't for nothing want to change that, but, you know, I needed to take the next step <laughs> and moving forward. Um, but I think we need to be always very conscious about these kinds of things when we are doing both hiring and acting as a manager, talking to people like, screw that, you know, make sure you go your own way, follow your heart, do whatever for you, you know, makes you sleep at night. So trying to amplify all of these feelings within women. I think that's the best thing we can do. Yeah, I think you're definitely right, Noelia. And, and Lena, to be honest, everything that you guys have touched on really does kind of lead back to the whole vicious circle of it being seen as a negative that women are maybe slightly more emotional and they are more driven. And the reason for that often being turned into a negative is because sometimes people are it may come across as intimidating or you know that you're trying to overshadow people when that might not even be the case you know and I think people are often too quick to judge on on any member of management really or any member of of a leadership team you know if it doesn't really matter if you are male or female there's always going to be people who don't agree with what you're saying um, and I think it's definitely you know Bring, bringing it back to what Lena said about you know not sort of segregating the two and stop separating it completely if we're all going to fight for equality we all need to be in the same bucket Heba just to just to summarize on that how do you feel the answers to your questions went down yeah amazing uh, thanks for your transparency and uh, honesty by sharing uh, your feelings you, you have it before uh, I really appreciate it actually can Fantastic. I just just quickly yeah, jump in? Yeah, I mean, we also here we are for women speaking about this topic and, and the biggest challenges for women in tech. And I think that we all can probably agree that in order to 
move away from the gender imbalance, uh, we we also need need to have men involved. So men, yeah, they need to support us in order to just close the gap, um, I would say. Actually, I, I have to admit that in my career, uh, um, actually, I met some managers, men who uh, who supported me. Uh, I and I really appreciate that and I admit that there are a lot of men who support women uh, either in our industry or other industries. Uh, we are not saying that uh, men are uh, not supporting us or against us, but um, we need to, to understand that uh, they uh, like who has uh, the decision has to do something more uh, toward that we are uh, going in right direction, moving forward, but not enough yet uh, and, and not in the right speed. We need to speed up uh, because uh, this industry, it's uh, uh, like um, improving and developing very, very fast. And uh, uh, the same, uh, the, the same speed has to, to, to be also for our developing in this career. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely, there's definitely relevance in, in everyone's point. Um, and I completely agree. You know, I'm in an office space where, to be honest, the ratio of women to men, as Noelia knows, I think Noelia's got a relationship with just about everybody in my building. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're very, um, the ratio is very much split and I am very lucky for that to be the case. It isn't always the case in every company that you, you may come to work for. But I think instead of women sometimes looking at it as, oh, uh, you know, this company doesn't really have the backing of, of um, women and, you know, there isn't very many women in at the top of the hierarchy really instead of seeing that as I'll go to somewhere where it does support women I think it's important to flip that on its head really and think well I want to be the women who I want to be a part of the the group of women who makes a difference at that organization and I think that's really where it stems from um but all the answers to, to Heba's question were fantastic. Um, I'm really, really happy with the outcome of that. We'll head on to Lena's question next. Um, and that was, how can employers best support women in tech? So it doesn't have to be based around your employer at the moment, maybe previous employers, even maybe if you would like to come at it from the standpoint of if you were an employer, how maybe would you support your, your employees? Lena, maybe you can elaborate on it a little bit further. No, but I think you've said it. You said it in a super great way. Like I'm super keen to hear what can we do to support women in tech roles. It's, I mean, it's definitely top of mind and and super crucial for employers. So, so within my role, I'm I'm super keen to hear what you have to say. Fantastic, Heba. We'll come to you first. Yes, uh, actually. Uh... Uh, being scrum master in the team, we we have like um, we have some women working with us, and I will give like uh, um, an example. What 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 can I do or what I'm doing with uh, those women? Sometimes uh, I don't feel they can speak their mind uh, as uh, they should. To be so, I have sometimes like uh, individual meeting, in order to coach them and ask them why you don't uh, like speak as others or discuss or even uh, defend your opinion, and I uh, discover they are really smart women, but they feel sometimes like embarrassing to 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 say what they think if they uh, being if they will face that uh, being wrong. And we have to also um, encourage the culture that um, we need to uh, make mistakes uh, in order to learn. So we need to feel like uh, not feeling embarrassing if we are doing some mistakes. And this is how we learn. And this is what uh, uh, how I discuss with them. Like it's okay to make mistake. It's okay to uh, to disagree with someone from the team. I would like everybody to have his own uh, own 
uh, opinion and in, in that way we are going to have like more creative ideas and more more energy into the team. It's not uh, not uh, uh, nice to have a team with one color, but once you have team with many colors, it's like a really fantastic uh, outcome it would, would come from this team. Maybe it will be more innovative uh, uh, toward innovation, I mean, uh, and uh, more um, like having energy and uh, being more engaged in their work. So this is how I do in my role right now. And uh, since I'm, I'm establishing my own startup, I will keep an eye uh, about this topic. I will try my best and uh, Already I have an idea. How can I help in this? You will discover in future. <laughs> I will not talking about that, but um, uh, as uh, I mentioned, this is topics uh, uh, will uh, uh, raise awareness, uh, uh, starting with us and starting with those people who are uh, listening to us and agree or disagree uh, with us. Uh, so at least we start somewhere. I think um, bring it on is what he was saying. <laughs> um, Noelia, I'm sure you've got some exciting, um, exciting points to add. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. Uh, yeah, uh, but just to be clear on this, Lena, you're talking from a rewards perspective as well, right? Yes, you can add that into, uh, yeah, throw it into the mix as well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anything oh. people related. <laughs> <laughs> We know that in Sweden and for sure in most uh, locations, we can see a discrepancy between female salaries, rewards, bonuses, uh, prerequisites to reach bonuses, etc., etc. Uh, and and it differs a lot between female and men. And that's something that I've been, you know, we're dealing a lot with the unconscious biases when we're trying to see. Um, the right ways forward with a candidate when we're doing the hiring and, and in the terms of um, you know how employers best can support women in tech from a rewards perspective I would say that you know it's one way down the street here to just review CVs without the names just with the competence and, and you know trying to do this uh, it's a really tricky question because when we apply AI for, to to um, to this um, it's it's becoming so so visible that this bias also lives within the codes of the AI because the ideal candidate was when this was as a matter of fact um, studied it was a male in their 40s with a shoe size of 43 or that's like nine or ten in in UK sizes uh, so that was really a interesting uh, outcome of the study that they did and it shows that we have this unconscious bias so you know printed into our minds um, so that we we get it into the code as well and if we're wanting to uh, to find the right um, competence we need to look into the bonuses that we're you know offering to the people we need to look into the uh, the salaries to lure the lure that's the fun word uh, the the, <laughs> the female um, society into this tech industry and, and you know because if I'm going to offer you for example Tegan you're going to get 60k euros a year and I'm going to you know offer to a dude you're going to get 50k and if we're being transparent in that that we're like putting our efforts into having females and women joining our company it's going to send a huge and a clear signal to the industry that we're taking this very seriously and then you can start talking about the legal aspects of this is that you know not really okay uh, are you doing something bad doing that but you have an incitement there you need to to get the right you know um, constellation of people into your company and as a company and as an employer you can only use as much of the tools that are out there um, to stay in the legal perspective too um, takes on this one <laughs> Heber I'm sure that you've absolutely got something coming from a legal background to come back to that with <laughs> uh, actually I, I agree with uh, Noella uh, but at the same time let's uh, let's uh, 
take a look on the people who draw what is driving people to do better job or better work. It's not about uh, salary all the time, not about uh, uh, how much they will earn or bonus uh, they will get. It's about if they been appreciated into their work, if they been uh, not undervalued, uh, not underestimated. So uh, if they been uh, really feel that uh, they uh, been heard and uh, they they have uh, the same opportunities like others. Uh, they have the uh, same, uh, like um, same, um, same positions sometimes, uh, or same uh, like um, value as other uh, people. I will not say just men, but other people working with them. So this is I feel, or actually also I uh, I'm talking. Uh, uh, about this topic uh, based on uh, a book I read it about. Uh, they did a study about what drives uh, people and their work and they discovered it's not um, uh, bonus or, or money uh, drives them that they feel they really related to that work. They have a, a value in that work and also they uh, feel they engaged uh, in that purpose and uh, the goal. Uh, this is how uh, it will uh, drive them to, to do better work for long term, not just short term or just for uh, uh, a period. This is how I, I feel even uh, for for this topic. I feel uh, uh, it's uh, more about uh, values and uh, about uh, support more than uh, 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 like rewards and, and money or salaries just. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Hebra, and obviously it does all circle back to essentially what motivates people and what mo obviously, you know, different incentives for women and men may be the route to go down. But, you know, I can think of some some of my female colleagues who have they're earning more money than my male colleagues. And that's because we have we have complete control over our earnings in, in my in my role. Um, so it really does depend on the type of person you are, how much drive you have. And in all honesty, at the moment, I have, you know, I have no question in that the, the girls are absolutely doing as well as the boys. Um, but I think it really does circle back to what motivates people. And, you know, some people are motivated by money. Some people are motivated by, you know, recognition. Um, and, you know, I think for somebody to feel as though they are valued and they are appreciated in the workplace is is really one of the, the main points that we need to touch on. Um, whether we talk about, you know, disregarding the stereotypes and things like that, which are all very important, but I think essentially it does just come down to motivation and, you know, who is who has the most support really. Um, Lena, we'll head back to you just to conclude on that question. Oh, but you're you're really spot on there, and and it's super interesting to to be the one who's setting up a reward strategy and and trying to understand what motivates people because everyone is motivated by different things. I would say so. Yes, not everyone cares that much about about money, but yeah, everyone wants to have a paycheck, right? <laughs> I think that we we all want that. But no, it's super interesting and like how, how can we have an employer and like a culture where every can, can, everyone can feel that they are motivated and, and in addition to that, add extra tops on top of the salary, like in terms of recognition and, and maybe just provide career opportunities are, are good enough for some. So it doesn't necessarily need to be something in, in the pocket, but yeah, it's super interesting. Uh, it's, it's a great topic to discuss. And 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 when when you started to talk to Heba, I, I I just felt that something that I would find super intriguing from a from an employer would be if we could be able to offer, let's say, full payment during maternity leave, or when you're pregnant, or if you had your you know first costs in in associated to that you know covered from the company. This is just me, you know picking ideas from from wherever because as a matter of fact if we're talking about equality and equity those are two different things and we need to start you know 
understanding the fundamental differences between these things because not all humans can bear a child. Uh, so that comes also with different preconditions and prerequisites that we have as humans. And if we really want to be equal and work very much with equity, we need to start looking into these and, and the perks and pros and cons with, you know, different preconditions that we have as, you know, a human. And uh, ABB, the Swedish multinational multi-site company, just recently in Sweden started to, or I think it was really internationally, started to pay this for their, their female reproductory barriers. Uh, the reproductive system barriers, I would say, to be very inclusive here. <laughs> and um, that's something that I would find super attractive in, in an employer, because how many times, to be honest, have we heard, at least here in Sweden, I would say, our friends talking about like, yeah, we're calculating on who's going to take this leave, who's going to do this, who's, you know, well, no, I can't choose because I need to be pregnant. And then yeah, we need to calculate calculate that one as well, and we need to, you know, plan the economical economical situation by that too. And that's just that's that's crazy. And uh, to be honest, if we're you know wanting to be truly equal here in this sense, uh, so that's something um, that could be vested in more more into. I'm taking that one with me. <laughs> yeah, then you can recruit. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Well, obviously, I'm really happy that, you know, you guys have managed to um, just really come from all different standpoints. And I knew that all three of you would come to the core with an open mind. And, you know, it's it's just really refreshing to hear everybody else's take on it. My take personally, I think definitely, you know, the tech industry will be much more appealing to, um, you know, the female market if there were better incentives such as, what you've spoken about Noelia you know more um, maternal in, in incentives and definitely you know with regards to wage and, and pay and, um, and and equal you know rewards and things like that um, so I'm really glad that we touched on all of the above um, but I think for today we'll leave it there this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast I want to take this opportunity to thank Noelia, Heba and Lena for providing their insights into the topic and thank you for listening